how does everybody figure that Dexter became a lumberjack? Did they see him cutting down a tree? No. Well, I think it's just because he kind of had the lumberjack shirt on. Well, yeah, but that doesn't make no, you... I, you know, driving a truck is not the same thing as being a lumberjack. That makes you a trucker. I had fun with it. Okay, yeah. Well, you, do you want to do you want to kick off and do the thing? Why don't we do the thing? You know what we're gonna do, Tim? Before we get into idiocracy, you want to just talk about some of the stuff we've been? Have you been doing anything cool? Cool. Well, yeah. Movies, writing, about blowing stuff up. Is that? Cool? Oh my god. Okay, we have to have a context <laughs> for it here. Like just just recreational stuff. Yeah. I um, did not say the B O M B word. No. Uh, we have Canada Day coming. So, of course, we got to get some fireworks and blow them up. Okay, thank God. <laughs> you have the, uh, whatever that organization is that does the, that, you know, all over us here. We're, yeah, fireworks. So you're doing fireworks. That's right. I'm going to blow up some fireworks. Are you planning or a big rather, show or what? We, we uh, between, there's several families and we, we always buy a schwack of fireworks. So we have probably close to $1,000 worth between the four families. Ooh. Which for a private fireworks show, that's quite a bit of money in Canada, I guess. Yeah, you guys are serious. You mean business. That's right. But we do it safely. We uh, we go out and we lay out the area and we tie fireworks to stakes so they can't fall over. You know, we, we, we set it up ahead of time so that uh, should you, you know, have an inebriated party wandering around near you, you can shoot them away and nothing will fall over and shoot them in the head. Or oh, I see. Well... I've I've been I've been privy to a couple of uh, fireworks near misses, um, <laughs> which were kind of hilarious at the same time. But then after you think about it, it's uh, it's really scary. I had a Roman candle miss my eyeball by about three inches. I felt the heat go by. It was a good time. I do know of one person, also Roman candles, who who was at a uh, a large uh, I want to say punk rock concert out in the in the in the bald prairie. And uh, they were playing in front of a, a big old barn full of hay. And somebody shot the Roman candles in there. And about 10 seconds later, there was no more barn. You know, it'd but, be a really uh, cool name. Roman candle. Roman candle. If Like for a personal name? Yeah, that would be a good name for a dude. Better than Wesley. That's right. Wesley <laughs> candle. Yeah. yeah. Wesley candle doesn't hold a candle to Roman candle. No, no, I would, I would say not. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I've been I've been kind of scooching along, doing my thing here. Um, watched some crazy movies. I want to say movies, a couple movies. Um, I watched this one that I've been dying to see for a while called New Order. Uh, it's a Mexican show, Mexican movie uh, about a, a kind of like a I guess a revolution sort of thing. It's pretty scary. It's kind of like a a little bit of the purge, I'd say. Mm. I gave that a go. Um, and then I showed my kids a classic from my childhood the other day on Father's Day. We watched one called Miracle Mile. An old buddy good that one. Miracle Mile. Oh, what a what a treat. What a treat. It I was actually surprised to see it had like good reviews because it's kind of a ham, it's kind of an 80s ham fest, right? Like it's oh, yeah. pretty it's got Tangerine Dream soundtrack and uh, the, the star of the movie is Goose from Maver uh, Top Gun. I want to say Goose from Top Gun. Yeah, that's him. 
He's not in Maverick, which is the new movie that hasn't come out yet. But yeah, he's he's the star of this movie, and it's a real uh, it's a good one. I don't want to spoil anything because it's kind of got a really cool uh, not not like a plot twist at the end, but it's just kind of got like a early an early plot twist. You know what you should do is like find a copy of it. Don't read what it's about and just watch it. Miracle Mile. I have no idea what it's about. Miracle Mile. It's good. It's a love story, uh, kind of. <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that. But it's a gooder. And then, uh, yeah, I've been writing my screenplay. And I'm almost done, Tim. Getting close? Well, I'm at, uh, I'm 80 pages in. And I think I'm going to, I'm aiming for about 100. But anything over 90 is going to be fine by me. And uh, I'll let you read it afterwards. It, uh, it came to me David Lynch style. I don't know if we talked about this before, but I had this dream. Where, we did talk uh, I, about it. I can't remember oh, the name of it now. It's called Mopedy Dump. Right, Mopedy <laughs> Dump. And it's a stupid piece of shit. So uh, I'm, I'm really enjoying writing it. I'm making it as dumb as I can make it. And it's, uh, it's going to be a hoot. So I can't wait to get some, uh, some feedback, some professional feedback on it. So I'm going to let you... I'm going to let you have a, the old, the old scrutinous eye and dirty it all up with that scrutinous eyeball ears and see what you think. But, uh, that's, that's okay. about it. It for me, I've been a busy guy. I guess I, I have been writing quite a bit, but one thing that I did start, which I guess is going to be a joint mission for the two of us is these can't be true stories. That's right. So I wrote the first, the first installment of a, could be a true story. It was told as if it was a true story. Anyways, we're gonna we're gonna do a series of those. So, we'll we'll uh, as we go, we'll we'll tell you more about that. Yeah, an unreliable narrator story. That's right, a series <laughs> of them from unreliable narrators. <laughs> yeah, not only us, but other people are very unreliable. That's right. So, uh, what about the uh, the Loki series? Uh, I'm an episode and a half in. I started watching the second episode last night, and then I got. I don't know what happened. I got uh, distracted with something else and I couldn't finish it. So I've been, I've been kind of putting, turning it on and off. I alternate between that show and the uh, Star Wars animated show, the bad batch. Um, I kind of go between those, but I've seen the first episode and it's, it's all right. I like it. It's uh we'll see where it goes. I, I think I, I can see where it's going, but you know, I thought I knew where WandaVision was going too. So. We're, we're not going to go back there, man. <laughs> <laughs> but there is some big stuff coming and it is based upon old door comics from the, from the seventies. So yeah, it's got a couple real uh seventies uh, set pieces that, that, that harken back to the old uh, you know, I always like the Jack Kirby stuff. Whenever they throw mm -hmm. some Jack Kirby on the screen, I'm always, I always think that's pretty cool. And that's exactly where they're going. So I, I hope so. But there was one moment uh, where we see uh, in the first episode, we see a stained glass window. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a, there's a, there's a person on the stained glass window who's very familiar to a lot of people with like, kind of like a red tinge to their skin. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were like, Oh, we're looking for this guy. There's like a little kid or something like that going, Oh, we're looking for this guy. And you know, I immediately thought of you, Tim, I thought, here we go. <laughs> Here's here's just as if one batch of Mephisto speculation wasn't enough. Mm. We're going to plunge headfirst into the cold, icy water of a second round of Mephisto speculation. Maybe that's not actually what I was thinking, but um, we won't get into that right now. We'll maybe nope. wait until there's two. Let's wait until two more episodes hit the ground. So we're not spoiling too much. Yeah. And then we'll, and then we'll, and then, uh, 
take this thing apart. And then we'll rip right into it. Yeah. Okay. I'd like to, because it's uh, it's an interesting show. It's got some neat themes. A little portal fiction in there. Mm -hmm. A little. uh, It's it's definitely portal fiction. It's It's got that going for it. Uh, It's got some uh, the 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 typical thing of rendering all the cool things that you liked from other stories uh, entirely useless and showing how how you know, the, the drawer full of, uh, certain objects that you were like, yeah. wow, those are really powerful. <laughs> <laughs> that was a nice touch. <laughs> well, I guess, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see where it goes. Well, it turns out that if you have like an anti-magic field, you can, you can stack up all kinds of stuff, right? I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a totally different place. This, this, uh, this world. So yeah. I don't know. I'm having fun exploring it and, and just kind of seeing where it goes. I, I, and I don't this- put a whole, an interesting parallel. You haven't watched the Umbrella Academy yet, have you? No, that's one that's on my list. Yeah, well, it's an interesting parallel. And some people are saying, "Oh, this is a rip off of the Umbrella Academy," but I did, de- but I disagree. Oh, really? Oh, I'm gonna have to check that out now. Uh, I, I keep saying this about a bunch of stuff, and then I never do. You really should watch the Umbrella Academy because we could do we could do an episode about that alone. Oh, really? Yep. Yeah, it's, I There's mind. lots of stuff there to chew into. I'll have to give it a shot. I know that's quite uh, heavily touted and I've heard some, uh, some respectable people yourself included, I guess, uh, hype it up. Well, if you like the doom patrol, there's no way you wouldn't like the umbrella Academy. No, uh, doom patrol is all right. Yeah, I do. I, I do not mind the doom patrol. There's nothing like a dysfunctional crew of people that should have been superheroes. Well, that's, <laughs> that's right up my alley. It sounds, this sounds like a good time. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Do we want to get into the main event? Do we want to talk about the idiocracy? Hold on a second here, because I I prepared a little uh, prop. Hold on. That's me opening up a can of Brondo for this. (laughs) I'm already, I've already got my Brondo open. So, all right. So you had recommended this movie to me uh, amongst other people. So finally we gave it a watch here. uh, And I did, I didn't know a whole lot about it. It was on my radar or whatever. And uh, I didn't really know a whole lot about it other than like people would say it would come up in conversation. This is just like idiocracy. This is just like idiocracy. And there were so many things that popped up where I heard someone comment on this, several people that it was kind of like, it's just kind of became sort of like a, I don't know. I just kind of accepted that we were just living in these times, I guess these idiocracy times. So I never really, I never really thought of watching the show until you gave it a, until you, you gave it out uh, that we'd review it for the podcast. So I did. Um, I did a little research on this man, and and like uh, strangely enough, okay, Mike Judge, he's the he's the mastermind of this show, Beavis mm-hmm. and Butthead, uh, Office Space, King of the Hill, and uh, and now this one. So I don't know what he's been doing since I I didn't really look up anything recent. There's there's some, some TV show I think it was, but I can't remember what it's called. Um, I don't know. Tell us your story, Tim. When did you watch this show? Well, I, I saw part of it years ago, and then I never really finished watching it. I'm not, not sure when. Um, like you, I got distracted. And uh, I always wanted to see the end, so I did just finally watch the entire thing in one sitting last weekend. But it, it kind of strikes me as it's just a, it's a mental cheat to say, well, we're just living in idiocracy, the movie. Because most people won't even remember what was in that movie. They're just like, yeah, everybody became idiots over time and all the dumb people died out. That's, you know, that's basically the, the, the basic idea of the movie. Right. And 
but nobody really remembered exactly how it went down or nobody that I talked to. They didn't remember any details at all. Was that basically your feeling of what people were talking about the movie when they, when they brought it up in conversation that everything was just dumbing down? Well, I don't know. Like after I watched this movie, I have a, a, a vast recollection of, of the time frame in between, um, say 2001 to, uh, 2008, which I'd say this movie really represents that particular, it's like a snapshot of that frame in time. And yeah. so, so when I watch this movie, there's a couple things that, that you can kind of, um, you can kind of like really kind of pick a couple things out that, that kind of, uh, more, more or less happen in real, like, I mean, having a insane lunatic for a president that just does like whatever is popular, uh, you know, I think that's happened about three times over, but they really captured it really well with Terry Crews, I think. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I think this this movie was was kind of geared towards like the stupid at the time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, back when there was like the the whole Bush the the whole Bush uh, president thing, and I think this really rolled out of that, where you had like um, the 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 people the people who were in power at the time were kind of like your uh, monster trucking beer swilling, Dixie chicks canceling, you know, that sort of thing. And, and this kind of reflects that a little bit more than the times that we live in now. So I like when, when I, when I hear so many people in this day and age say that a lot of things are like idiocracy. And then I see this movie, it doesn't really match up with what, with what I, what I think they're going for. So I don't know, like this is, I think this one will go down for me as like, uh, I think it's kind of fun. I had a lot of fun watching the movie and Terry Crews, made it for me but mm-hmm. i like um when i hear people kind of refer to it as almost like a work of prophecy or something like that i i kind of yeah that's disagree. that's what i mean like i don't feel that people actually remember what was in the movie when they say that they're yeah. just kind of they're fuzzy on it yeah because i actually feel in some ways i don't know should we go deep yet or let's do some 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 side points so um joe bowers yeah um, the hero was, of the story yeah um, so whenever I hear, I hear, I, Luke Wilson plays, plays Mr. Bowers. And whenever he talks, all I can see is all I can hear is his brother because their voices are so similar to me. It's just like the same person, <laughs> but they look different. If you know what I mean? One's yeah. a little less goofy. He's a little less goofy than his brother, a little more serious, a little, a little more of a straight man. But I have the two of them mixed up in my head so hard that every, every time he started talking, I flashed to some other movie with his brother in it. So that was a bit quite distracting for me, if you know what I mean. I had a hard time. With <laughs> I was always like, he sounds just like his brother. So then that distracted me totally every time. But it was really interesting to note that, uh, like, I don't remember him being in a lot of things after this. Not that I saw anyways. Maybe he's done shows that I haven't watched. I think um, he's uh, he's still around doing stuff. I think he might actually be in the whatever the show is uh, that Mike Judge is doing. I can't remember what it's called, but he's he's still out there. I just saw him recently in a movie called uh, The Goldfinch. He's in that. Uh, yeah, I just happened to click on his name here because we have these computer things. <laughs> <laughs> he's in uh, several things in the last little while. Yeah, he's Guest around. Of Honor, The Goldfinch, Zombieland, Double Tap, All the Bright Places. Berlin, I love you. High voltage, measure of a man, Arizona. Um, yeah, I haven't watched any of these things, so that's why I didn't know he was out there. The Ridiculous Six, he was in that. Oh, I hadn't seen 2015. that. 
Yeah, so it just turns out that he's all over the place. It's just that he's all over the place where I don't go. And that's fair. Well, um, I had sort of a philosophical crisis in about the first five minutes of this movie. Mm -hmm. Because uh, the setup for it kind of posits, uh, this is where they kind of like do a little bit of a dump to explain what you're about to see Mm -hmm. uh, in the future. And they tell a tale of two stories here. So on one side, you've got these like kind of like well, they pretty much just portray a bunch of rednecks and then they portray, or there's one family that they kind of show like Skeeter. I can't remember what the name of the guy was, but who all the uh, uh, future dummies evolve from mm-hmm. or respond from. But then they show this other family who's like, you know, they're quiet, they're obviously educated and uh, and they decide not to have any kids and then it all kind of like falls yeah. apart or whatever and it's kind of funny but it put a thought in my head that like the thought that popped into my head is like well what are they trying to say here like uh i guess this is the only type of person that's or the these people here are, are the ones that are supposed to be procreating so obviously this is the acceptable thing and then it kind of got me into a spot where i was like is this movie telling me that uh we should be doing eugenics. <laughs> and I don't know if that's you know That's an anything. interesting idea. Well, I don't, yeah, well, that's the, uh, that's the flip side of the story. That's kind of the argument that it's making. So by the time I got to the end of the movie, I had this idea in my head and I don't know if you know the whole history of eugenics, but it's pretty nasty mm-hmm. and, and uh, has a, has a pretty dark history right across North America I, and, and probably the rest of the world too. I don't know. We could get into I don't want to Godwin anything here, but I know in North America, there was a history of it and it's nasty when you look it up. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that the movie intended to do that, which by the, so by the time I got to the end of it, I was like, well, I think it just made an unintentional argument for eugenics. And then I thought, well, that's kind of dumb. And then, you know, it kind of like folded under the weight of its own idiocracy to me. (laughs) Well, I didn't go there, but that's that scene where they show the, the young couple, who's supposedly the ones that should be reproducing and they're arguing why they, why it's too, why they can't right now. Uh, They don't have enough money. You know, the world's a rough place. They need to get their mortgage. They have a student loan, whatever reasons that I can't remember their reasons, but they were really neurotic about it. And what that kind of brought home for me is once you reach a certain point where you're self-aware enough, you become neurotic because you can actually think about your life. You're not just partying anymore. And, uh, you know, that's happening right now because uh, my kids may not reproduce, for instance, because, and not because they're neurotic, but because they're in a point where their lives, where they're making choices for themselves. Yeah. Whereas the party crowd, the, uh, the redneck family there, they're not making choices. They're just out there just doing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. They're not, they're not aware. They're not self-aware is what the point of that is. Yeah. I think that's, that's, I kind of got that too, is like the, like the guys are the people that are, that are debate like they're making intelligent choices, right? That's I think that's what they were kind of going for. Was like they're weighing their options, they're taking an intelligent approach to it. They're look, they're weighing out the pros and the cons, yeah. and in the end, it turns out to just kind of like fall apart in a really comedic manner. But uh, yeah, in the end, it still kind of like struck me as this, as it was like trying to say that, well, you know, these guys didn't do it, so these guys over here did. <laughs> <laughs> but that's always kind of been the case, right? People mm-hmm. are making. Choices are just out there doing stuff and doing stuff leads to pregnancy. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. (laughs) Whereas not doing stuff doesn't lead to pregnancy. 
I don't know how, you know, that's, that's the bottom line of procreation doing stuff leads to pregnancy. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those, it's one of those, uh, you know, just kind of a, a weird idea that struck me. And then the other thing that struck me is that, okay, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to watch this movie. That's going to tell me about how dumb people are in the future. Right. And I think in order to watch this movie, you're, you're going to have to sit there and you're going to have to think, well, I'm not one of the dumb ones. And you might be right, but you stand a good chance of being wrong. Yeah. And when I sit down to watch this movie, the last thing I'm thinking is that I'm one of the smart guys. I'm a fucking moron. So uh, I don't know. It just kind of struck me as weird that that's how you'd have to sit there and watch this movie. But I don't know. I had fun with it. There's some good, really good fun moments in there. Um, yeah. I just don't think it's going to be like the, uh, the time standing um, uh, prophetic no, um, uh, there there was a movement. There was a movement on Facebook to turn it into a documentary. Oh, uh, which is going to fail. But I don't see how it could possibly be a documentary because Terry Crews never made it to be to president. First of all, and uh, yeah, we don't have time travel yet. So, or we don't have freezing people, dry freezing people. So yeah, no way that could be a documentary. But I actually disagree with the premise of the movie. Now that I've watched it again. Because I think that people are smarter than they give themselves credit for. We're just not smart in the same ways they used to be. Yeah. Um, now we have to run all kinds of stuff on a daily basis, which would to totally baffle my parents who are in their 80s. They are totally incapable. They look like the dumbest people on earth if you hand them a cell phone. They didn't even. They never learned how to program a VCR, let alone let alone run the remote for their uh, for their uh, satellite TV properly. So. You know, but they're really smart about other things. You 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 try to get me to run a draft horse, for instance, or uh, any of the other number of things that they learn how to do really well. So maybe it's relative. Yeah, it's kind of funny. I mean, uh, I I think of it too, and I had that same thing. I, you know, we had the VCR, and I'd set it up for to tape uh, to tape my my show that came on at three o'clock in the morning on a Sunday, and. You know, I was 100 for 100. I never missed. I never missed a VCR program, <laughs> right? And I think I'm, I'm I'm pretty okay with technology. And what I find is when I pick up stuff now, it's kind of gone. You know, those days when you had to read the manual, the VCR. Like mm -hmm. now, we have a machine. We have a smartphone in our pocket that's infinitely more complex than any of the stuff that we had, say, when we were younger. But I find that, you know, we've gotten so smart that instead of making something complicated and thinking that people want things complicated, we've made the usability of these devices fairly simple. Like, I mean, you turn it on, there's a, there's very limited buttons and multiple ways of turning on some devices. And then when it comes on, you have a, you know, you've got these like kind of dopey icons, right? Like you'd have to be a moron and not to not know which oh. button to push on your phone in order to make a phone call. You mean just like the ones in Idiocracy? Yeah, like, I mean, they're really simple. <laughs> they're really simple. But the, there's, a there's you know, in, in simplifying things, like I, I, I think you and I had a conversation one time where you told me the nature of things is to get more complex. And, and that's true. I think it's actually true. The whole world that we see outside, it is infinitely more complex and it's changing so rapidly all the time that you know, nobody knows whether to shit or go blind. So whenever you see something that makes the complex simple, like a, you know, an iPhone or a smartphone or whatever it is, it's kind of a genius move. Like there's, there's something intelligent to be said there. Right. So it's kind of funny that like, you know, 
that's kind of a smart thing to do. I think that the movie does where it shows like, you know, we have to get these people to put their hand in this stupid machine to get a tattoo. <laughs> so he just put some dorky sign there or whatever. Right. And yeah, it's covered in human shit. Like everything is in the movie. Everything's got this like shit smear all over it. Right. It's, I found that pretty funny. Like there's not a clean thing in the world in the future. Nothing, nothing, nothing. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it, it's kind of funny. I, I kind of find that like to be a smart idea that kind of, it looks stupid, but it's not in theory. I mean, uh, I know a couple 80 year old people, octogenarians that are, that are farting around on, uh, you know, iPads and stuff like that, making FaceTime calls like, holy moly, man, like, like that shit never happened before. So, you know, some of these That's people true. never even own cell phones, but they're, but they're bopping on the iPad. And they oh, yeah, they're they're fine want. as long as they don't push the wrong button and lose that screen where all the simple things are. Oh yeah. But you know what, dude, we're all going to get there. Yeah. We're all going to get there. But uh, yeah, we're accidentally going to stumble into the hologram and we'll be standing inside of it and it'll be playing around us and we won't know what the, what to do. That's where we're going to be when we're that age, right? We'll yeah, be inside just... the hologram trying to figure out why we can't see it properly because, and the kids will be like, grandpa, just back up. I have a, you ever see the movie strange We're you know, we're going to get into a near future stuff here. I feel like, uh, you know, cause I'm, I'm, I'm thinking all these other ideas that are kind of popping out of things that kind of match into this. Uh, like uh, other ideas that like ideas that I think are in this movie that have been explored um, in other ones in maybe in not as good a movies as this one. Like, I, I thought this was a, I, I don't, I don't want anyone to seem like I'm taking a big shit on this movie. I thought its heart was in the right place. You know, it really, it really did have kind of a nice fun uh, mm-hmm. thing going for it. And I think the, at the message at the time kind of resonated with people Um Definitely fans of like I know there are a lot of really diehard fans of this movie, but uh, but there but there's some neat concepts in here like the the garbage in the future sort of thing. Like I think they they did that shortly thereafter in Wally, and they just kind of really focused in on that one concept. Mm-hmm. So there's little little bits of this here and there. I like how uh, I'm going to tell you. I got to be. I, I got to be honest with you. Like I mean, this is how stupid I am. I would watch Ow My Balls. <laughs> Well, is that what it's called? Yeah, oh, my and balls. we, but we kind of do watch that. Um, every once in a while, I go onto YouTube and I watch a little bit of MXC Most Extreme Challenge. And mm. what is that? Right, that's all my balls. That's all my balls. We like, I mean, it's just funny <laughs> stuff. Yeah, all my balls. I love it. And uh, there's just there's just little little hints of like really really neat stuff in here, like the the lawyer guy. Um, I got kind of a charge out of him, how he was just like a guy who had to be there sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> he just, he just had to be in the room. I don't think he even knew there what wasn't was going really... on. He didn't realize he was a lawyer. Yeah. And the, you know, the whole legal <laughs> system, just arbitrary, you know, it's just like, that was the one thing that I kind of thought was funny is it was like trial by um, popularity consensus, mm-hmm. which is, you know, kind of a thing right now. It's, you know, if we decide that you're fucked, you're fucked. And, and everyone just goes, <laughs> yay. And no matter whether it's right or wrong or otherwise, it just happens. So I got a charge out of that. Um, and, and the, uh, you know, the time machine being misspelled. I, I think that mm-hmm. spelling has gone the way of the dodo. Um, yeah. One of the things that, okay. So there's, here's the things I find uh, idiocracy-ish in real life. And, and I, I don't think they're on purpose, but it's become a trendy thing if you've got like say a uh, a trendy pub or or uh, 
or a restaurant or something like that, you're going to get a sign made. You're just starting up. You got a, you know, you got a red seal chef starting for you. He's going to make, or they're going to make you really good food and, and everything like this. You got a great menu. You got a great atmosphere or whatever. And then you put up the sign outside and it's got a cool, simple, um, minimalist logo. And then you take all the fucking vowels out of the word that your restaurant is named or whatever, right? Just take all the vowels and toss them away, man. You don't need those vowels. E's, A's, O's, you don't need that shit. And that I see that stuff popping up on signs all the time. And I just think it's so dumb every time I see it. Just call your store Tweed, man. You don't need, you just T-W-D-D, get out of here. Just put the E's in, be a regular person. That's my rant about that. Mm. Things know. that are idiocracy right now, eh? Yeah, it's just one of those things that every time I see it, I just think it's so stupid, but I still go there. So who's the dummy? <laughs> Most of the like small businesses might make decisions that uh, that you could say we're, we're dumbed down, but in general, the corporations don't make any dumb decisions. And I think that's where, um, you know, for instance, uh, oh, what's the name of the drink that they were drinking there? Rondo. Rondo. So... Think about the smarts it would take to become the dominant sports drink. Dominant to the point where there isn't even any water anymore, except for in the toilet bowl. Like, no, that's <laughs> I, some power. That's some smarts there to get that to happen. <laughs> I like that where the guy's like, hey, you got any water? Like, what do you mean that stuff that's in the toilet? Oh, you want to put that on there? Yeah, I don't know. There's some there's some funny stuff in there. Um, the uh, I like the idea whenever you see one of these... Uh, kind of like near future or future movies or whatever, I guess dystopian future, they always have some form of a gladiatorial combat. Mm -hmm. And in this one, I kind of liked that it was like they put you out there and you were in like a Honda Civic and you had to go up against yeah. a monster truck. <laughs> <laughs> like just yeah. totally stacked in your, it gave me a good laugh. I can't remember how that all ended. There was something like with Chain or something like that, kind of Empire Strikes Backsy. Um, yeah, it was a good time. I don't know. Like I said, uh, I, I came upstairs after watching this movie and the, the first thought that jumped into my head was that Terry Crews is a friggin' movie star, man. Like that guy just carried that shit. He really did. Yeah. I don't know. There's a, have you ever seen the movie, uh, strange days, strange days? Uh, no, I've never, never, uh, never seen that. It's, it's kind of an interesting take on the future too. And it's kind of got, um, you know, a little bit of threads in and out of this one here. And I don't know, it's an interesting one to watch too. It's, it's kind of got the same kind of deal going on where, where people like people in this story, um, they're getting their kicks off of like just experiencing like this real voyeuristic, um, almost like a drug, but it's a technology that, that allows you to uh, sensory experience what happens to other people. Right. So people just kind of go into this weird thing where they're getting bootleg um, experiences from like people who are, you know, robbing a bank or jumping out of an airplane or getting laid or, or doing whatever. Right. And, uh, and people become addicted to that experience. And this kind of like, it's kind of gross and dirty when you think about it, because it's all, it's none of your experiences. You're not going mm -hmm. out and doing it. You're just sitting there in a chair, just kind of going through the motions of what someone else has felt or thought or whatever. And there's just so many people that are hooked on this. It's kind of an interesting one. Um, it's got some you know, societal overtones to it. We should, uh, you know what I've been, I've been down this road, this, 
the, the reason I like that you suggested this was I've been down this road of like what they call near future movies, mm-hmm. uh, which is a, a genre that I, I seem to really love. And uh, one of my favorite movies of all time is one of these. It fits into that category. Uh, Strange Days uh, does too. And then there's another one called, I just watched called Southland Tales, which is just ridiculous. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen that. Have not. It's The Rock's movie debut, so you know. Mm, then it's bound to be not that good. It is a huge piece of shit, but in the best way possible. Um, it's a, it's a kind of a, a lot of fun, but it's just nuts. It's just nuts. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, there's a, another thing that this uh, kind of reminded me of was a, there's a TV series I just watched based on a book that I liked called um, Brave New World. Have you read Brave New World? No. It's a... It's a, I won't, I won't spoil anything, but it's kind of like a, a society that's kind of like grouped into uh, a future society where they just kind of like uh, group people into, into classes. Right. And, 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 you know, you're born to do a certain purpose. Like you're just, you're just in that thing and nobody really knows any other way other than this. They're kept kind of like uh, not really dumb, but they're just plied with a lot of pleasurable things, kind of like, Oh, my balls. Like all the experiences they're allowed to have are really, um, you know, uh, centered around pleasure, uh, happiness, all that stuff, whether or not they feel it. And every time someone is feeling a little bit uh, moderately sad, they just pop this cool pill that makes them feel like, you know, okay. just dulls out all their feelings. But uh, it's an interesting show. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you got any. any what is this near future? Back? Yeah, like any sort of the themes of this show that kind of like reminded you of something else. Uh, what about Time Cop? I think it was Time Cop. Was Jean-Claude Van Damme? Oh, no, not that one. Sorry, wrong one. With Stallone in it. What was that one called? Demolition Man. Demolition Man. Okay, so there's some parallels here between Idiocracy and Demolition Man, wouldn't you say? Uh, oh, yeah, I, I totally say. <laughs> I, I totally say, yeah. Because no one's allowed to swear anymore. They don't have sex anymore. There's no cigarettes. There's no drinking. Everybody's a goody two shoes, but they're all kind of a little bit dumber and not very cool. They're all cooled out there. They have they're it's like idiocracy, but uh, less cool people. Yeah, it's is that kind the way of like describe it. I, I I'd say it. Yeah, it is. It hits a lot of the same notes. I think it it, it kind of hits that like people are kind of uh, they're weak. Well, they're not told everything, right? <laughs> like they don't have any idea that anything bad happened before they got there, right? So they're just in this really nice place and, and they just, they're, it's just nice. That's all they know. It's nice here. And, uh, you know, the only stuff they have for uh, the, 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 the part of that movie that really struck me when I watched it, that I found hilarious is how they're just singing, uh, you know, they turn on the radio and every channel is just like peppy commercials mm-hmm. from different, from different eras, like little sound bites <laughs> or whatever, whatever they call those jingles. They're just little commercial jingles, right? I thought that was just such a brilliant thing that they did in that movie. And just everyone's just totally down with singing the Jolly Green Giant song. Nobody knows that it's like some old thing or whatever. They don't, they don't know. Like they're, they are kept kind of stupid. Right. Um, and there's like, there's like a, that's, a, that's got some interesting shit. There's like people who, who control uh, how much there is to know and, and mm-hmm. what the, the truth is. And the only certain people are allowed to see that because if everyone knew what, how they got there, you know, what kind of crazy shit happened before everything was so nice, everything would just, you know, fall right apart, right? And the only way that that whole movie would work is if everybody was a lot dumber than they are now. 
Because yeah, they don't question to... anything, right? They just sit around. Oh yeah, commercials. Yeah. <laughs> that, well, that, uh, that's that's it, right? I, I there's there's all kinds of uh, good stuff about that. I I'd, I'd consider I'd written this story way back when I was in my youth about uh, about people that were kind of like kept dumb, but they instead of being uh, they got they got their minds subverted, so they just became advertisements. So everything was just mm. like an advertisement. You couldn't talk to anyone for two seconds without them telling you about some product or whatever. Well, here we are on the show talking about movies. You know, maybe it's come true. Maybe we're uh, advertising for friggin' Brondo. It could be. <laughs> <laughs> and Demolition Man. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, it's kind of funny. But you know what? You know what? The one thing that made me kind of feel a little bit dirty, too, about this movie was that it kind of posits this... this uh, idea out there that there's a certain kind of a person who's intelligent and and then other and then there's a certain kind that's not and mm-hmm. it kind of made me feel a little bit wackadoo because I'll tell you something it's like I said I've enjoyed uh all my balls we've enjoyed that I don't think either one of us are really particularly stupid people but uh, I've met some really highly educated people that I'd say were really fucking dumb Mm-hmm. And I've met some people who weren't educated at all that did some stuff that borders on genius mm-hmm. and have tons to teach me. So it's kind of a, one of those things. I mean, if you really sit back and you think about it. Well, education has very little to do with the ability to think. Yeah, that's a weird thing to say, but I'd agree. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I totally do. Like the, the young professional couple that wouldn't have children because they were too busy or it wasn't the right time or whatever. Actually, we're kind of dumb in that movie because they didn't know themselves and they weren't having fun in life. They were just doing all the smart, responsible things. Yeah. From the, from what little we saw of them, their lives looked like it sucked. So was that very smart? No. Wouldn't you be better off out shooting guns and driving trucks and having sex? Oh yeah. I I suppose. Like, I mean, I mean, what's more, (laughs) what's more exciting than, uh, you know, your your mistress chasing you out of the front door of your trailer park with a loaded shotgun. That's right. You know, because you because you want to go back to your wife. A living mean, life, man. Yeah, that's 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 heart pounding excitement yeah. that can that can only be found in Spielberg movies yeah. or a James Cameron action pick. Or would you rather be in a in a cubicle doing paperwork because you're educated? You know. Yeah, uh, that's that's it. You hit on it. You hit on the nail on the head, Tim. So yeah, right. it's it's kind of mixed up. Everything that's right is wrong again. Just unlike in the long, long trailer. That's a they might be giants quote from the eighties. They might be giants. Yeah. The band? Yeah. Everything right is wrong again. Everything <laughs> right is wrong again. Perfect. I like it. I like the wrong stuff. But I don't I think, know. I think we've talked this movie out. Yeah. It was a cool uh, movie. Yeah, it was it it's it's got you know what? If you haven't seen it, you should see it. And don't listen to me or Tim. Excuse me. Or you that's can listen to us and then ignore us. Well, that's what you should do. Make up your mm-hmm. own mind. Um, I, I might be an idiot. <laughs> in fact, there are probably several people who would say that I, I'm correct in that assumption. But uh, <laughs> don't listen to me. Don't listen to anyone. Stop listening. <laughs> Figure it out for yourself. Yeah, there's uh... ter- That could be terrible advice. Figure it out for yourself. Well, yeah, I think you have to. I'm just looking here on Wikipedia, and apparently there's a post-credit scene in this movie where 
Upgrade awakens from a suspension chamber setting off in search of Rita. Apparently, I didn't watch after the credits to see that because it not being a Marvel movie, I wasn't suspecting a post credit scene. Oh, I missed that too, because immediately after the movie was over, I ran out to Starbucks. Oh, did you? Yeah. It wasn't the same as what's in this movie, though. That's right. Starbucks was uh, code word for massage parlor or whatever it was. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering. I was wondering if you'd remember it. I was yeah. like, "Oh shit, my joke fell flat." That's that's the one thing that uh, every single business became basically a sex shop. Yeah, like every real world business was a sex shop in that show. I liked how uh, the lady there figured out uh, what was her name. Whoever Maya Rudolph's character was it Rita? Yeah, Rita. She who's a prostitute at the beginning of the show she figured out that uh the people in the future were so dumb you could just take their money and you didn't have to uh do any of the other prostitute stuff you could just tell them stuff and they just believe you and you just take all their money i thought that was that was great <laughs> she was fantastic but yeah that's uh more or less all my thoughts on this let's see maybe there's gonna be idiocracy part two someday well i don't think so because i pulled up the uh the Wikipedia thing too. And it looks like it had a budget of two to $4 million mm -hmm. uh, citation needed there. So it was probably, uh, it looked around about a two to $4 million movie. I don't know. And it had a box office tally of under 500 grand. So that's a colossal shit show. So unless it did really well on video, I don't know. That's the thing going. though is uh, after they made it, they decided not to really release it. So that's that their right? own fault. Yeah. For two years, they kind of just were like, oh, I don't know, maybe everybody be mad at us. So they didn't put it out there because they assumed that all the all the advertisers' names in the show were going to come after them afterwards. Well, Starbucks definitely would. I don't know. <laughs> if they didn't, I'd be surprised. <laughs> so they kind of went low. low. Uh, oh, yeah. The release was put on hold indefinitely is what it says on the page here. So Is that right? Yeah. So that's why it didn't do very good. Oh, well, that sucks. I hate it when that happens, when they don't know what to do with a movie, so they just abandon it. So this underdog made it just on fan fan push afterwards, basically. Word uh, of mouth. I see. Well, that makes it a little bit cooler, I think. A little bit cooler. That's That sucks. I hate it when that happens to movies. There's all kinds of good movies that have come out. There used to be this period of movies where, uh, like, if you, if you were going to the theater between January and... Uh, mid-April, you were really fucking playing with fire. Like mm -hmm. you didn't like your money because everything that was that's that's that was like the dumping ground for anything that studios didn't understand or was or they considered to be like unwatchable. But mm -hmm. uh there were always some gems in there. I saw some Sam Raimi movies came out there like uh what was it? What was it I saw in that I don't know we're getting down a whole rabbit hole here but there all these all these abandoned movies that I just thought were fantastic that all came out in that time period. I don't know when this one was released but I imagine it would probably be somewhere in that January thing. That was a thing to do then. But uh I don't know, man. I'm uh, I'm not going to Starbucks tonight. But so uh, are the theaters opening soon in Canada? Well, mine's open in town here. Is it? Yeah, mine's open in my town. They're showing movies. They've been open for, uh, you know, I think they open on the 11th. So I have not been yet. Um, not because I'm afraid or anything like that. I just, uh, I, I'm not a big Conjuring fan. 
maybe I might go see a quiet place too. I don't know, but uh, I'm not particularly interested in any of those things. There's not really a whole lot coming out this year that I'm interested in anyway, but uh, I, I definitely want to go to the theater and just uh, kind of get back to normal sort of thing. Right. And I know that the, uh, the one that in, my, in the town that I live is a really nice spot. So um, well, speaking of getting back to normal on Canada day in Alberta, we're apparently all restrictions off. We'll be able to walk around without masks and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be weird. I, I suspect there's going to be some people that are just going to be freaked out by that and they won't be able to do it. So they're going to stay home because they won't want to even go out in public and show people their mask anymore. I'm sure yeah. there's people that are going to have that reaction. I, uh, I don't know what my reaction is going to be. I think if I get sick, I might put one on, but, uh, if I'm not sick, I don't think I will. But, uh, you know, you, you know, the main thing is, is that you do whatever you're comfortable with. Right. Yep. I mean, I think it's going to be a good time for bank robbers. I mean, you can walk right up to the bank wearing a mask. No, nobody even blink. Yeah, it could be. There's going to be, there's a whole, there's an opportunity here for some great uh, genre fiction to come out of this time. Like, you know, the last time this happened, movies weren't really that big of a thing. So there aren't a whole lot of movies about, you know, the Spanish flu mm -hmm. that I know of, but I, th I think you're going to see an influx of like in the, in the next four or five years, you're going to get so tired of frigging COVID movies that you're just going to, yeah, you just don't want to see another one ever You're again. Probably right. I wonder how many screenplays are in the works right now. Well, mine has nothing to do with any of this. It's just stupid. That's good. <laughs> but you never know. I might something. I might. I might feel the need to uh, get my thoughts about it all on paper one day. But I'm starting to get nervous because this is the third time a helicopter's flown over while we've been recording. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, you started out with a big one, didn't you, over a Zoom call, Tim? <laughs> I, I said the blowing stuff up. Yeah, and it's they're amazing. looking for me. It's amazing how fast they act. You gotta, you, you know, you gotta, you just gotta get a VPN, dude. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> well, if they weren't dumped down because of idiocracy, they would have located me by now. I'm sure that my IP address should give them a clue. Well. Uh, yeah, you never know. But well, I hope you're safe. I hope you don't get invaded. Oh, it'll be good. Yeah. You'll okay, be well. Well, there we go. It's been a slice. What do you want to do next? Do uh yeah. are we going to be far enough into Loki next time to give it a shot? We might we be at three episodes. Well, we'll only I bet you we'll be at four. Three or four? Yeah, we might we're, be. We're probably not going to record over Canada Day. Um, so maybe we'll, we'll plan on doing that. If you're a Loki fan out there, we're going to give it the old college try. Yeah. We're going to give it the college, um, spoiling. All right. Well, it's been a slice, man. Yeah. It's been a slice. Stay classy, San Diego. Yeah. bunch of people there who were like really obsessed with uh dallas the tv show dallas and uh, i was like they're, they're like do you know dallas and i was like yeah i know dallas who shot jr they were like mm. jr gets shot <laughs> <laughs> i ruined the oh, whole thing boy. for them <laughs> <laughs>